Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. As mayor, I will open up the tendering process for Toronto's municipal projects. Gardner stays uh, operating a costly project at the city, and I will take a look at that and make sure it is reviewed. Do more with the resources that we have and keep your taxes affordable. Alex Pearson here on 640. You are listening to us, and we are now six weeks from the mayoral vote. And we want to make sure that you have a very clear picture of who is running on what can they back their ideas how will they challenge some of the big ideas coming at us? And so we've been inviting different candidates to uh, sound off on their ideas and maybe call each other out or maybe they support each other. But what do they bring to the table and can they back that up? And today we got Mitzi Hunter, former MPP. We can officially say that now. She resigned her seat for Scarborough Guildwood. She's joining us and Brad Bradford, City Councilor for Beaches East York. Good morning to both of you. Thanks so much for joining Hi, Alex. Great Good morning. Great to be here. All right. Uh, by the Hi, way, Brad, Brad I got to ask, how's Paul liking the newfound fame? Did it get him any kind of a rent discount? Uh, well, yeah, Paul, I mean, is doing fine on, <laughs> on the rent front. Uh, and uh, it, it's just been interesting and funny to, to watch all of that. I mean, that is a story that is emblematic of so many young people here in this city and the challenges in the housing crisis. And so I think it, it sends a message pretty clearly. We need more housing options for more people. And uh, I am certainly committed to delivering that for, for Torontonians. Ah, there you go. So you've turned it into a, you're, you're fast like that. So I know you've gotten a lot of ribbing over it, but good, good smooth way out. All right. There are a number of things I want to talk to both of you about. Some of them, I'll, I'll kind of throw them at you because some of these issues are just actually coming up, but they're relevant to whomever is going to run this city moving forward. Certainly, I don't need to uh, tell you that transit's a very big issue. Uh, certainly, one of the big issues is that we can't seem to get it built. And you've heard about the Eglinton Crossdown. It's a uh, bona fide gong show. There's no end date. There are delays. There are court cases. Um, let me start with you on this, Mitzi, because you have talked about extensions to the Shepherd Subway. And, and, and infrastructure is clearly not a, an easy thing to build. We have seen time after time these projects run over costs. They really hurt the communities and they put businesses out of work. How would you put your plans together so that they actually work and there's some accountability? Absolutely. And, and you know, we have to continue to build out our transit network. We need to make sure that people all around this city have access to the, the transit system to get them to where they need to go. And, you know, the oversight that the city provides to these projects is extremely important. Um, these projects take, you know, a number of years to build. They're extremely disruptive. We see that right along the Eglinton Corridor, many businesses have gone out of business, actually, um, in Little Jamaica and, and really all the way along, even in the Golden Mile area. Um, you know, companies have, have gone out of business because they just couldn't sustain that level of disruption. And so, you know, we need to make sure that these systems are put in place, um, that we hold the uh, contractors that um, that bid on these jobs accountable, that the contracts that are set up in the first place have those accountabilities built into them and that we have appropriate oversight. And, you know, oftentimes we're working at multiple levels. So we're, we're working with funding from 
federal government, from the province. Um, Infrastructure Ontario has a role as well in tendering these projects, and as well as Metrolinx. So, you know, we have to make sure that the city has a voice at that coordinating table and uh, to hold these, uh, these, these groups accountable. But we can't stop building. You know, I'm from Scarborough, <laughs> very well known as a subway champion and as championing transit across Scarborough. And uh, I will continue to do that as mayor because we need to make sure that we continue to have investments in public transit and keep our city moving. Just quickly before I go to Brad, would you be um, willing to to make businesses whole or offer some kind of tax break or something? But I mean, because it's not like these are small delays. These delays go on. For years on Eglinton, I've seen business, and you remark about the, you know, little Jamaica, they, they've lost so many businesses. Would you offer yeah. any kind of tax break for businesses or would you put that on the builders? Absolutely, Alex. We, we need to actually have a plan for those businesses, um, you know, clearly communicating that they're still in business, support them in doing additional marketing, uh, you know, maybe even events, animating the space, trying to to keep as much support as possible and, and, and giving them a break, given the fact that there's been so much disruption at their, their front doors. I think that's really important. I def- I've demonstrated that, you know, I, I support our small businesses, you know, on the cafe TO side, making sure that we're not doing that as a cash grab at a time when businesses are struggling coming out of the pandemic and charging them extra fees. So, for sure, I, I would want to support local businesses and, and keep the community interested. Uh, you know, I, I had that experience when um, it, as the MPP for Scarborough Guildwood and Metrolinx was build, rebuilding the Guildwood station. And, and there were so many complaints about noise and, and construction. And, and I, had, I had called that agency in and had a town hall meeting with residents so they can answer questions directly. You know, not just filtering it through my office, but hearing directly from yeah the agency responsible and holding them accountable to, to listen to residents and to mitigate some of the disruption as indirectly possible while we right. keep building. Okay, let me uh, flip it over to Brad. I mean, accountability seems to be going uh, the way of the dodo bird. I mean, people just don't feel like anyone is ever punished except for the taxpayers and the transit uh, riders who need it, not to mention the local communities and businesses. So how, I mean, you've been in council, uh, you've both been in, I mean, because Mitzi Under, you're also in uh, provincially, I mean, your government, uh, you know, tab- tabled this original plan, but how would you, Brad, uh, do it moving forward so that we don't get these constant uh, years-long delays and overages in the billions? Well, I've been saying this for a long time now. I mean, Phil Verster has been the CEO at Metrolinx for almost seven years. It is literally his job to make sure that the trains run on time and that we build transit in the city. And by every metric, uh, this has been a failure. I mean, this, this project is years delayed billions of dollars of budget overruns. And even yesterday, you know, in a press conference cannot provide any clarity or accountability to how this issue is going to be fixed. So I have said, you know, I've I've encouraged the province, you need a leadership change, because this is a failure in leadership. And um, I have said for my part at the city, when I'm your mayor, I will be ushering in a new era of accountability across the civil service and our agencies with mayor's mandate letters. These will be public, transparent documents that clearly articulate the priorities and the deliverables of everyone who is running one of our divisions or our agencies, um, you know, whether that is the TTC or Toronto Hydro or any of our city divisions mayor's mandate letters to hold the civil service to account and make sure that we are delivering on the priorities for Torontonians. Um, you know, every time you hear Metrolinx 
speak. It's, it's just more excuses that just make the deferrals and the delays even worse. This has absolutely decimated the business community on Eglinton. 140 businesses uh, have, have, have suffered and closed as a result of this, uh, this unmitigated disaster. And, you know, I don't think Metrolinx has a communications problem. I think they have a competency problem. And so lawsuits are just going to add more delays and drive up costs further and put transit further and further out of reach for Torontonians. The people of Toronto expect all governments to get the job done. So, you know, when it comes to transit, it's an essential part of our infrastructure. We need to unclog the gridlock and give more people options to get around the city. And, you know, on that note, it's, it's why I've said, look, on the Gardener, we cannot have further delays. We cannot be revisiting conversations from seven years ago, decisions that were made at hundreds of millions of dollars in further sunk costs. I am saying we will go 24-7 on that construction in non-residential areas so that we can get that thing done faster. We could save two years on that type of infrastructure project if we were running work around the clock. That's the type of leadership that we need. Accountability, ownership, and delivering results for Torontonians. That's what I'll do as your mayor. We've got Mitzi Hunter and Brad Bradford, both mayoral candidates, both agreeing to come on today and talk about some of the issues that they would be asked to solve or have to solve if they get the mayor's job. So let me kick this off with you. I'll start with you on this, Mitzi. Uh, the financial district uh, post-COVID not recovering as hoped. Um, you know, the hybrid work has really started to entrench. And there's a new study out showing just 27% of employees are actually returning to Toronto's core. And they don't come in Mondays and they don't come in Fridays, which means they're not hanging out for drinks. They're maybe not going for lunch. But with a lot less people, uh, it's causing a lot of real hardship for businesses and those who pay rent. So it's clear, I think, that the downtown of Toronto is going to have to evolve what does your idea uh, look like to get people into the core or what do you do, do with the city's core, um, you know, if it doesn't recover? What does that look like for you? Yeah, it's, this is a real serious issue and 43% traffic, um, you know, that's the only uh, traffic that has come back according to some of the measures. You know, Alex, you know, years ago, um, we had SARS in the city and uh, to bring Toronto back, um, there was a, a, a really powerful vision put forward by David Pico to launch the Toronto City Summit Alliance. They they did things like the Rolling Stone concert. They, you know, created uh, Luminato and Triac. And, you know, I got involved in that initiative because I wanted to be part of that solution, um, you know, eventually becoming the CEO of Civic Action, uh, starting things like Toronto Global, which is how do we, you know, work together to bring new companies into Toronto and, um and we have not seen that kind of leadership at, at coming out of COVID. You know, it's like this council has been asleep at the switch. And, you know, the downtown BIAs, I've met with them. Um, they're concerned. They're concerned about things like, you know, increasing homelessness, the safety on the TTC with transit, and uh, and, and just, you know, the lack of, of coordination and solutions for these, these areas. And, you know, I've put forward uh, very, very specific plans to address homelessness in the city by, you know, creating 2,000 supportive housing units, getting people out of transit, uh, out of park. Would support, let, let me get, because I'm going to run out of time. W- would you would you look at making housing down in that area? I would. I would look at it where it makes sense and, um, and, and actually have a coordinated plan for revitalizing the downtown core, building in, you know, things like transit, 
housing and safety to to make sure that we bring bring our downtown core back as well as animating the space and creating opportunities and reasons for people to get into the core of the city and uh, and to make sure we keep that foot traffic and that you know busy uh, downtown that we want and absolutely where people live I've been involved in projects in King West and King East um, you know where we need to make sure that people can live and work and play in our downtown city. Uh, Brad, let me uh, give it over to you. What would you do with this area? Let's say it only comes back 40 to 50 percent. We cannot run this city on 50 percent of traffic in that financial uh, district core. What, what would you do with that space? How would you recreate it? Well, I'm, I'm honestly tired of, of politicians basically just waving the white flag and giving up on the downtown core. I don't think that's set in stone. And for the future financial success and viability in our economy, we need people to come back downtown. And I'm not going to give up on that. But you have to ask the fundamental question. Why are people not coming back downtown? The, the only thing that you can point to with certainty is that it has never been harder to get around this city. Uh, gridlock has ground Toronto to a halt. And when we compare ourselves to every other major jurisdiction in North America, Toronto has the unenviable title of having the slowest return to work rate in North America. And and I know the construction is a very big issue, but, you know, it's going to be an issue for at least another five years. Uh, But 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 let's let's we we can't get it. What would you do with it? Would you be open to to creating, uh, you know, apartments, condos, whatever down in that area? Would you would you rethink it or or your plan just to get people back? No, so. Uh, let me let me touch on two things here. One, yes, you look at Class B office space. There are opportunities to do that. Mm-hmm. It's not as simple as you know converting every office building into residential. Nor would you want to do that. No. The floor plates are different. Different. They're bigger spaces. It doesn't easily convert into residential units. But there are opportunities to do that. And I think from a from a tax base and a revenue perspective, the city has a whole host of financial challenges that are on the horizon. And our downtown core is going to be really important. But again, back to the congestion, Alex. Right now, we have so many different construction and infrastructure projects going on, and nobody is in charge. I actually walk around downtown, and sometimes I think that there are more construction pylons than there are people. And well, well, there is- are, but the, but again, this is done. It's in the pipe. It's not stopping. Whether you're elected or anybody else, it is what it so is, I and will, you're going to be I have will, to be. You know, you're going to have to deal with it. I will appoint a congestion relief commissioner whose sole job is to have accountability and jurisdiction to coordinate all of the different construction projects, all of the different infrastructure works, all of the different closures that are going on in the city, because right now that actually doesn't happen. You've got the federal government doing flood protection down on the water. You've got the city rebuilding the Gardner, and you've got the Ontario line coming into the core. None of that stuff is coordinated, and the result is chaos. I was out on University Avenue. I'm down at City Hall from time to time. There was an excavator sitting on University Avenue, taking up a lane of traffic with pylons around it for five weeks before it broke ground. That is unacceptable. So we need somebody in charge who is managing all of that stuff. That is the idea behind a congestion relief commissioner. And also okay. making sure that we are getting these projects done faster. That's why on the Gardner rebuild. Yeah, I, I, we're not talking that. that. I want to talk about the downtown core. So I don't want, because oh. I could flip off onto 20 different topics, sure. but I will run out of time. And I only want to, I've only got a little bit of time. I do want to jump into crime and obviously safety because they're two very, very big issues. Um, you know, obviously, um, Mitzi, it's in the headlines every single day. Anthony Fury came out yesterday saying he would hire another 500 uh, frontline officers. 
um, to deal with this. What would you do? We have violence in schools. We've got major crimes surging. Uh, Doug Ford said the other day, cops in classrooms are absolutely not a thing. Uh, would you look at things like revamping programs like that? Um, would you hire more officers? Where? What, what will you do to, to deal with the crime that may not be seen as much now because it's moved outside, but it's not gone away? Yeah, and you know, Alex, I've I've had a definitely a long um, track record of putting forward proposals like my private members' bill of making gun violence a public health issue. Um, you know, unfortunately, the Conservatives uh, under Premier Ford did not um, pass my bill. I'm very pleased that the Board of Health at the city level did see the value of getting to the root cause of of crime and has uh, adopted my bill. And, and we've done programs at, like at the Sunnybrook Brave Program, which St. Mike's Hospital has also adopted of violence intervention programs. But those are um, longer term programs. What would you do day one? And I've only got a minute left because I want to get Brad in here. Or I'm going to run up against okay. the clock. Yeah. No, I, what I, would you I do wanna, day I, one? I, I, I want to make sure that, you know, the people who are listening know that safety is important in our city, like on the TTC. Um, that's one of the issues that ridership is down, you know, pairing transit officers together with social workers so we can make sure people get the help and support that they need, ensuring that the the local police station does up their patrol in areas that they believe are concerned in our transit um, routes. Mm-hmm. And, and you know, we, we want to make sure that our city is safe, Alex, and it's not just a policing issue. We have to get to the root causes of these issues yeah. and make sure that young people have safe paths, pathways to life, and they don't fall into a life of crime. And yeah. that's a focus that I will have, and it's embedded in my plan uh, to be mayor of this city. Okay, Brad, I've only got, uh, I've got uh, less time than I did for the last one, but I mean, you, you were criticized before for not, uh, for the defund position. I know you've come around on that, but w- what would you do, do job one? Are you looking to hire more officers? Would you look at something like bringing them into, in those programs, into schools again? I am looking to hire more officers. You know, we had 700 more frontline officers when NDP Mayor David Miller was was running the city in 2003. 700 more officers than we have today. That's 20 years later, and the city has grown by a million people. So the $48 million that we just uh, approved at the at the city budget to hire 200 frontline officers, that is only starting to close the gap, and we will need multiple years of investment. But one of the things I've done in this campaign was, of course, call for bail compliance units mm-hmm. that I would stand up at the 17 police di- divisions. That's 68 new officers that will be tasked with bail compliance. And I was pleased to see that the province has answered my call, and they've committed to fund a bail compliance unit here in the city of Toronto because, you know, people don't realize, but there are 1,500 individuals released on bail in Toronto today. Many of them are are offenders with with violent charges on the books. And of last year, the 44 gun-related murders in the city, 24 of those were individuals who had already been arrested and charged with violent offenses. So that's something that I will do and work with the province to stand up bail compliance units. I think it is important, you know, all the points about the the downstream um, investments that we need to make and ensure that we're providing people pathways out of poverty. That is important as well. But we can't stick our head in the sand and pretend that there is not an issue with with an increase in crime. Well, we have to invest upstream as well. So, you know, I, I think it is important to note that, you know, issues like housing affordability, um, you know, poverty, all of these things have an impact and an effect on yep. people's they, they are related and, and livability in our city. So we can't. They are related and they are important. Well. And, and we have to make those investments. But but I'm tired of I gotta wrap ignoring you 
<laughs> That's what I got to do. I love it. I should have done the crime one first. I'm like, I knew they'd want to debate this one. Yeah. But nonetheless, I wish I had more time. You know, you know we only else? get warmed up now. But then I get yelled at by my boss and she says, you got to go to commercial. Okay. All right. But nonetheless, I very much appreciate it. We'll have you back on. Don't worry. There's lots of time appreciate to get you on. I just want people to know what you stand for, what you uh, are running on. And you know, both of you um, have your campaigns all laid out and are making announcements uh, every single day. So I both very much appreciate your time today. Thank you. Thanks, Alex. Thank you, Alex. Thank you very much. That is Mitzi Hunter and Brad Bradford. That's a segment that, oh, it always needs more time.